Hello, this is Andy Cakes, and joining me again from Singapore on our podcast this week is Chen Yongwu. So today we're going to talk about markets in the aftermath of last week's surprisingly strong U.S. employment report, uh, and we're going to touch on China uh, in light of ongoing financial market and macroeconomic strains. Uh, and we're going to end with a nod to the week ahead and look at some of the key events and data points that are on the agenda over the next few days. As ever, before we begin, just a reminder that all of the views that we express on this podcast are our own. Uh, they're not the views of Haver Analytics. So to kick off last week's surprisingly strong US employment report has clearly diminished investors' expectations that central banks would quickly shift to more relaxed monetary policy settings. Uh, and this has caused bond yields to spike sharply higher um, over the past few days. I think it's been noteworthy, though, against that backdrop that equity market sentiment uh, has remained resilient uh, in most major economies. Uh, a consistent flow of positive corporate earnings news has, I guess, been one factor keeping sentiment high. With a plug to several of our charts in our accompanying publication this week, however, I think it's been notable, too, um, that a lot of the incoming economic data, and not just the U.S. payrolls report, um, have been printing on the strong side of expectations. Uh, we certainly saw this in the recent raft of purchasing manager surveys. Um, we saw it, too, in this week's German factory orders release. Um, and as we noted last week, um, we've seen it come through, I suppose, indirectly in Asia by the latest data for global semiconductor sales as well. Now, that being said, and clearly sounding like a two-handed economist, not all of the news flow has been upbeat. Um, as some of our other charts this week suggest the tensions in the Middle East are clearly now beginning to gum up supply chains uh, in Europe and to a lesser extent in the US. Uh, and China is clearly a thorn in the side of its policymakers right now and arguably a thorn in the side of the world economy more generally. Uh, and that brings me to Asia um, and to your take on, on what's going on in that part of the world, Tian Yong. Thank you, Andy. Indeed, and as you have mentioned in your previous Charts of the Week publication, the recent rate C disruptions have started to generate some supply-side instabilities. Supplier delivery times have lengthened for Western economies, especially for the UK. On the flip side, we have seen only muted impacts for Asian economies so far. This is possibly because these economies import mostly from within the Asia-Pacific region. Specifically, Delivery times have remained neutral for China and Southeast Asia, while more advanced Asian economies have faced mildly longer delivery times from suppliers. On China, equity markets rallied earlier this week following news that sovereign wealth fund Central Huijin will ramp up and expand the scale of its exchange-traded fund holdings. The news is the latest to feed market expectations of more support from the authorities following a protracted route in Chinese equities. For context, the Shanghai Shenzhen 300 Index, or CSI 300 for short, has already fallen by more than 40% from its peak in early 2021. Zooming out, there remains much room for investors to be concerned regarding the Chinese economy, given the ongoing fallout in the property sector, among other factors. Over to you, Andy. Thank you. Um, now, so let's let's turn though now to the week ahead and look at some of the key events to to look out for in the next few days. 
I, I would say, you know, as a general point, that we, you know, investors, economists, analysts, need to keep a, a very close eye on on how the incoming inflation data evolve relative to the incoming data for activity and perhaps for labor market activity in particular. Um, if inflationary pressures re-exert themselves, possibly off the heels of this Red Sea disruption, um, and at the same time as labor market activity cools more sharply, I, I think that would be bad news for policymakers. I think it would be bad news for the world economy and um, almost by extension, it will be bad news for financial markets too. Uh, and that means that the, the focus next week in the US will be very firmly on January's CPI data, um, which are published uh, next Tuesday. Otherwise, and for the record, the, the latest monthly readings for US retail sales and industrial production due next Thursday are, are also likely to be closely watched. Uh, as for Europe, the latest UK labour market and CPI data um, are due respectively on Tuesday and Wednesday next week. Now, just as a technical point, just just be aware here that the UK's Office for National Statistics, um, having suspended publication um, in recent months, has now started republishing a revised labour force survey um, and stopped publishing some experimental numbers that it had been using um, as a substitute. Uh, The new revised LFS numbers on the whole show a tighter labour market in the UK than previously estimated. Um, But we'll get an update on that clearly when the latest set of data uh, are published next week. But uh, what about Asia, Tianyong? What's what's happening next week? Thank you again, Andy. Uh, Yes, um, unlike uh, other parts of the world, uh, much of Asia will be celebrating the Lunar New Year next week. Uh, Celebrations in China will last all week, while some other Asian economies will keep their celebrations within the early week. Nonetheless, um, several key data releases will still come due. Specifically, analysts will be looking out for Q4 GDP releases by Japan, Taiwan, and Malaysia through the week. Also, the Central Bank of the Philippines will review its interest rate decision on Thursday. With that said, recent messaging by the Central Bank already indicates that it will likely keep policy settings tight, given continued inflation risks to the upside. Yeah, that's all from me, Andy. Perfect. Um, let's leave it there for today, a short one um, this week. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening in. Uh, further analysis on these issues can be found in our latest Charts of the Week publication, which accompanies this podcast, um, as well as in Tianyong's analysis on Asia uh, in his latest economic letter. Have a great week ahead.